What's up, you all? Thank you for tuning in to my Father and Me podcast. We appreciate you all for listening and joining in with the discussions each and every week. We go live on YouTube and in our Facebook group, Divine Relationship Goals, every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we would love for you to continue to join us. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at My Father and Me Podcast. And as always, we pray that you are being truly blessed by this show. Yo! <laughs> I'm gonna start acting like Demetra in a minute with this. <laughs> See, I wasn't doing nothing this time. I know. <laughs> Caught me, caught me slipping. Good evening, everyone. How y'all doing? Good evening. It's good to see you guys. Even though I can't see you, it's good to see you. <laughs> um, we're going to get into uh, the ministry of parenting tonight, um, <clears throat> as promised, because we ended up ending our discussion um, last week talking about our children, talking about, you know, certain things that we had promised and hoped for and want to raise them in. And so I was like, you know what, let's make that a whole episode about parenting and our experiences from there. But before we get started, let us say a prayer. Father God, we praise you, we worship you, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us once again to come together in expression of your holiness, being grateful and all the things that you have done. We lay bare before you all of our cares, all of our concerns, and we ask that you just be present with us, be present in our hearts and our minds, uplift us with your Holy Spirit. Father, give us new sound and clear understanding of your word and and um, allow it to brighten us, to embolden us as we move forward in purpose and in truth. In Jesus' name, we praise you, we love you, and we believe. Amen. Amen. Um, you want you want to start off? Cause <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Let me go ahead and be honest. Y'all almost caught Bonnet Grace. Um, my my son had to tell me this is why we got children too. My son had to tell me you could have go on live looking like that, <laughs> like, and I was like, uh, I guess I guess I'll do my hair. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm still in the however my voice is going too. So I have my tea here, and I had to make that too. Look, I got put it in the camera. <laughs> So tonight we're going to combat the enemy with some hot tea. All right. Okay. <laughs> and hopefully that works out. Um, the ministry of parenting. Yes. <laughs> so we're both moms. And just like many of you guys out there are mothers. And parenting, the job of parenting is like, it's a complete task, a complete job, a complete ministry um, all by itself. That's why we titled it The Ministry of Parenting. We were trying to think of a title for this episode. It's just like, what about parenting? And <laughs> But um, it's really it so is much. a ministry. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 
Because when you think about what ministry is and even evangelism, pastoring, all that in one, um, discipleship, all of the things that are in ministry, fellowship, is in is in the family. So, and then I like to um, kind of look at the structure of how God um, or ordained and organized the structure of the family in the same way as it's organized. It should be organized in the church building, and we look to. We submit to the husband who is submitting to the Lord. And we look to the male figure, the the patriarch of the family to be that guide, the one that's holding and carrying the vision for the family. Um, just like when um, when Adam first was created his relationship with God was established first. And that was what God considered important. And so when we have our children and and some of us end up single moms, some of us um, end up having children out of wedlock and, and that was the case for me. Um, and we are not uh, we're I, I when I reflect back on it, you know oh, we losing major we losing you what now? What now? You lost me? The connection is bad, that's all. <laughs> I ain't lose we ain't lose okay. you all the way. It's just uh okay. sketchy in and out. Okay. Well oh, maybe it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was reflecting, you heard me, reflecting on the choices when I became a mother and um, when making the choices I made and um, having my my um, first child out of wedlock and I was still in high school, I was 18, when I had her, that my family was incomplete and it wasn't in that ordained order that God, okay, well, maybe grace was going in and out. Is that what it was? <laughs> but yes, thank you guys. Who all is on? I haven't seen everybody pop on yet. Be sure to make sure to let StreamYard know who you are because it'll just say Facebook user. Yeah, some someone just said yes, but it says Facebook user. Did you? I think Grace, um, her internet went spotty. Yes, last week it was me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks like maybe it was just her in. Here she comes. You coming back? It was just you, Grace. It wasn't us. <laughs> Let me but, tell y'all. 
We'll be going um, on. There. <laughs> so we have like two internets that they be battling with, and my mom's raggedy uh, AT and T service had got connected, <laughs> and then I got disconnected. So I had to hook up my internet back to to my podcast. Sorry, it was me. It was me. I was like, I cannot. What is going on? Right. Okay, we're back. Well, I'm back. You've been here. <laughs> yeah, but I stopped for a second. Just seeing who's on. Okay. But it says Facebook user, so I couldn't see who it was. But um, I was reflecting on the choices and the impact that it has when your family is not complete. The impact it has on on your role and how you continue with your parenting choices, um, how your children perceive family order. And I mean, with me, I think um, just personally, I probably took it for granted that we've always had both parents in the house. And that that was just something that should be normal and that it was something that was expected, which and whether or not I took into account the the father of my children, whether what the family dynamic they had or he had in in particular. um, I, I, I guess the immaturity at the time was was a hindrance because I really wasn't thinking about that. And so you think about all those things once you begin. I know when um, my oldest, I had her and I was still in the home with my parents. And so I wasn't fully in the parental role. And that's something that, that can happen too. You know, you have um, other figures that are in the house more dominant and I'm still not fully stepping into that parental role where I, I'm taking full parental um, authority and responsibility for my child. And um, that still took some time over a few years, four to five years before I was fully in that role on my own. And when we when we're going through something like that, that also has an effect on your relationship with your children and how you parent. Because those are the impressionable years. That zero to five are the impressionable years where they um, establish the relationship that they have with you and your rules, how you discipline, how you interact, your communication, and a lot of things that you're instilling in them. Um, Character and skill-wise, it happens early on. And when you don't, when you're not the main influencer, then you're going to have some, some kickback on that later on. I know um, my marriage was particularly (laughs) difficult. And so um, I did feel like I was doing most of the parenting myself. And with that being said, um, when you don't have a um, 
a father figure that is um, participating fully, then that is another thing that can affect even if they're there. And so, um, but I did view uh, parenting as my main ministry. I did. I felt like, um, I felt like it, it was nothing more important than to instill what the things that I wanted and the things that I thought were important in my children. I, I just felt like that was the most important thing, despite all the things that was going on and the chaos. And I, I, I felt like it was very important to have a relationship, very important to um, have some bonding and nurturing moments and very important to be a, the main influencer on their decisions and and their spiritual walks because the first God your kids see is in you. And the first, and, and the same thing when you, like I said, even with that evangelism kind of spirit, that's, that's what it is. We are like walking and dealing with life's challenges. We're praying, we're doing all type of things because things are going on, things are happening, life is happening. And our kids are seeing how we react to it and seeing how you pick yourself back up. They see how you, um, your your work ethic, they see everything about you. They see, you know, what how you choose to communicate. And, and a lot of who I am is exactly like my parents. <laughs> I mean, no matter how much and no matter how much I, you know, tried to say what I wasn't going to do. It's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of exactly who I am is just like my parents. And, and then I have to expect that same type of reciprocation from my children because that's going to happen. This, I'm who they see. I'm who they will model. And, um, and I know I said before, like with the the boys, I even though that relationship as the husband to wife part was not working out, the relationship of fathers to son is a totally different relationship than husband to wife. And I could not, I made a specific point not to hold that against him. And the same with my daughter. I have um, two different fathers. And so, um, and one chose to be there, even with his imperfections <laughs> and things that I probably didn't agree with. He chose to, to remain a part of their life, even if he didn't have the money for child support, even if, you know, and I never denied it. I never denied him that part. And so however and whatever he would be to them, I let him be it. And I tried to learn how to communicate with him along the way. Um, now my my um, first 
uh, baby daddy. <laughs> I when when we I know <laughs> I don't know how to put that. He a baby daddy. <laughs> I call him that sometimes. <laughs> I can't say I don't know. Baby daddy. Right. He's just my baby daddy. But yeah. (laughs) I mean, him, I I try, I really try to keep the lines of communication open. And I think for him, the shame of of not being fully who he needed to be um, weighed heavily on him. And he just couldn't, he could never come out of it. He needed somebody to blame for the the demise of the relationship. But it it was, I, I didn't deny him his role as a father. He just couldn't get over the fact that we was not together. And I don't know what, I don't, you know, I pray for him. <laughs> That's all I can say. I just pray for him. And um, but I think that definitely had a um a big impact on my daughter, as in not having her father. And so that that became a stressor for us. Even though um, my ex-husband was willing to be there, she was older and could understand the issues in our relationship more than her brothers. And so she kind of disconnected there too. So, you know, and so, you know, without that male, it was it was really hard for us. But we still we still made it, and we are always um, we're always together almost, <laughs> almost. Um, but I do want to say that the things that we reflect on from our childhoods is something that's very important. I know the things that I take. Cause I mean I I don't I don't think our parents were perfect, of course, just like I haven't been for my kids. But there are some very important things that they have instilled that I can take with me as I raise my children, and that is um, really wanting to understand um, how. I guess how um, our talents could be best used. I I know that they both were very um, intuitive a little bit on that, uh, I think. So, um, right, like our dad uh, is really into the gifts. And my mom, even if, even if she probably didn't know it, she was too, because she um, really focused on trying to find the right schools, um, trying to find a, a place 
where our talents, <laughs> where our talents could be best used or letting us try things that maybe wasn't in our talent. Our, our mom was really big on that, like uh, doing different things and, um, and also really big on praying. So, what yeah. was that? We pray, pray. We walked around the house. And we did some Joshua praying, and... right? We, <laughs> we did some praying. Okay, we used to praying, walk around seven times, right? The ho- the bills stomp on them. Right. <laughs> My mama. She was big on praying, right? And that kind of that carried over strong for me, um, because when there were there were things that needed to be <laughs> addressed in my life, I, that was the first. That's where I went. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first place. That's exactly where I went. I would be praying. Yeah. I would rebuke it. I would get up two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> interceding for my kid. Right, and and those type things are are you know um, what do we say? The scripture we got to train a child up in the way they should go. I don't even know if um, it was. I'm sure it was deliberate. I'm sure it was deliberate. Train a child in the way he should go. And even when he's old, he will not depart from it. And that is true. Like I was saying before, the word of God is true, whether you're using a positive method or the wrong one or a negative one. Exactly. So Sleeping and sewing. <laughs> However you do it. Yes, they <laughs> don't get it back. carry that on and perpetuate that yeah, generation. And... Um, definitely when I, I used to, I don't know what I used to think, but we went along with it. Mama be talking about, we finna do this, do that, and we'll do it. <laughs> we prayed too. We shouted too. And Why we not? Right. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember, um, I can remember, uh, just as a young, young child praying over myself and my own healing because I was born um, with epilepsy that is, it's actually hereditary. And so we still have a lot of family members with it, but mine was, I was healed of it. Um, Shortly after kindergarten, like at the end of kindergarten, around five or six. Um, and I can remember praying, uh, my mom and my grandmother praying. I remember learning to pray. And I would pray for myself. And so, and I, I made it into a little song. And by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed. By Jesus stripes, I'm healed. I remember that little, <laughs> my little chant before at the end of my prayers um, at night. And and I don't know, like one day it was just not there. 
I was just gone. And when and I've never really thought anything much about it. And I always, when I get the cousins who uh, are afflicted with the epilepsy, and then I have one whose child now, whose young one of their children has it. Um, and I say, I say, oh well, all they need to do is just pray for it. That's what I be thinking. <laughs> That's how I think of it. Because I was like, maybe the Lord gave me the gift of healing or the healing for myself. I don't know. But well, I remember praying for it and it was just gone. And probably it, just the faith of a child, most likely. The faith of a child is very strong. Mm-hmm. And so when you are, yeah, and we teach our children those type things. We teach them prayer. We teach them how to um, be strong and have faith and positive things and the things of God and not to speak negative things in their life and not to speak death or to only be mindful of speaking life. And, And when I look at them, you know, when I look at them now that they're older, that those things have kept. Like they've never gotten in fights in school and they've always been able to positively speak. And and at some point, I think the couple of them, (laughs) couple of them got the big head. They just... (laughs) Let's not even talk, Gabriel. Let's not even talk, my Gabriel. I'm like, boy, you're going to have a lot because you speak it all day long, boy. (laughs) So, right. And I mean, but that is a good trait to have. It's a little grandiose, bodacious. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, some some people take it, take it to heart. So, but I do... uh, I do really think that that is the main things that our kids need from us because they're going to create, they're going to find their own relationship with God, you know, as they go through life and they go through trials, what they do is they look back onto the things that through their childhood reflecting on that, parent that's closest to them or any of the parents and see how did my mom get through that? How did my dad get through that? You know, and if we went through it cussing and fussing, kicking holes in the wall and stomping and yelling, I mean, then what they do, that's what they learn, (laughs) right? And that's what they learn. And then (laughs) if we get through it with prayer and we get through it with fasting or we get through it with coming together, having family meetings, or, you know, if we're getting through it, um, building strong communication, then that's what they learn. And they perpetuate in their own families and through their own situations. And so I hope that, you know, even though they claim they don't like praying now, I didn't, by, by 23, 24, it was it was a thing that was regular for me, <laughs> so um, I just I I just give it to God because I know that the only things they're gonna have to pull from to get through what they need to get through is what was already given to them, 
They can't pull it out of nowhere. They can only pull it from what they already have. And I know what they have because I was instrumental in instilling it. And so you just have to be mindful of your relationship because that is the first God they see. You ready, Grace? Uh, am I ready? <laughs> I just wanted you to go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, mine pretty much is a reflection of the same. Probably, I mean, that's probably because we grew up in the same house. But, you know, you know everything that <clears throat> you don't want to do. And I had, once they were born, I had to rearrange my mindset about not doing those things, not thinking about what I didn't want to teach them, but really focusing on what I did. Um, or I would end up making the same mistakes that I felt like <laughs> were mistakes of my parents because I already knew I was going to be, you know, as my parents. Um, my thing was I always, every day, take the better parts of um did you just do that you taking me off the screen now i want you to get on the screen <laughs> i'm gonna need you to not have control okay um <laughs> my focus always was taking the better parts of um even what i saw as flaws from my own parents but knowing how to to even use those weaknesses to give me a leg up on the strengths that I have. I'll probably teach y'all how to do that later. I, I really can't describe it to you guys, but it was really an opportunity to get to know myself. And that's one thing that I wanted to do before I started having children. Of course, I had children really, really young. <clears throat> and my expectations at first were, um, man, this should be you know, pretty simple. I always take care of my nieces and nephews. And I always had that under my belt. I've been an auntie since I was nine, okay? And we always had fun. Not, I mean, I had to be somewhat of a disciplinary, but not altogether. So it was easier that way. I already knew the difference, which was I could clock out. <laughs> But once you step into parenthood, there is no blocking out. You that's 24 hours a day. Um, you are on. <clears throat> so I knew that, but it's still when they when they finally arrived, well, let's just start with my son. Um, it was immediate, I gotta do, you know, I gotta do, and I have to be there. And I wanted to be the mom that was present and and leading and guiding them and being intentional, like I said, with everything. Because I knew it didn't matter what I said teaching them, it's what they were going to see out of me that they're gonna pay attention the most. And he, he to this day, he'll call me out on anything. So <laughs> he holds me to it now that he can voice it. And that's one thing that I welcome too. One thing that, you know, my children, do is teach me, you know, when I'm, um, when I start, you know, slipping up and not practicing what I preach. And I mean, to the T, obviously I do practice what I preach, but there are moments when I just get tired and I kind of want to take the long way around doing a task and they'll, they'll catch me. They'll be like, nah, -uh, cause we want to do this. <laughs> 
And you remember what you tell us, there's no shortcuts. You got to do it the right way if you want the best results. So my my son is like right there in teaching me those things. But um, as far as the structure, yes, um, I, I really wanted them to have, you know, mother and father. And I know that they did as well because they voiced that. They let me know um, how they felt <clears throat> along the way of the divorce process. But even then, that was an opportunity for us to even become more closer. And going through that together helped create a, um, a deeper bond. And my son will tell me that to this day, you know, I'm more than a mom to him. And... I don't even want to start crying, but <clears throat> him letting me know that and and I just know that's when I get like the the confirmation that I'm on the right path because sometimes I don't feel like I'm I'm doing what I'm called to do with them. But it's like, no, I each moment, each and every day, um, God is showing me how to. So all the plans that I had on how I was going to raise my kids, oh, they were going to do this and go to school. And you know I wanted them to play sports. Don't nan none of my kids play sports. Man, um, <laughs> I was so – and that's one thing that almost got me upset. So I actually had to take in <clears throat> a lot of consideration, like, hey, this is their own. I'm not going to impose my views and like what I would want to do with my life, this is theirs. But one thing that I'm going to do is instill the love of God in them. No matter what they choose after that, it's going to be what, what they're called to do. And I know that they're following the voice of God. So that was, that was just, I had, I let it all go. I let, I let all go of any plans that I probably had of putting them in stuff. And then, of course, I was battling an illness, too, um, while raising them when they were younger. And um, it, it became even more, like, to find as to where my position was because it was like they need and what they need the most is not things. They, it's really the time that you have to give. They value that. They want that. They know that that means that they're worthy. And that's something that um, I wanted them to understand too. No matter who displaces you in life or writes you off or um, doesn't, um, you know, give you the certain title that you probably worked hard for and achieve, tried to achieve. You are still worthy of your calling. You're still worthy of what God has put in your heart to do and to keep doing that. And to keep doing that, fighting the death of it. Because I know um, <clears throat> that was my main focus. Like my kids, they were, if it was going to be my last breath that they saw, they were going to see me fighting for the things that I was called to do and following my purpose. <clears throat> I'm telling y'all. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah, all of that. Talking about my kids make me really emotional, you guys, too. <laughs> because yeah. 
they are so much more than um, what I asked for. I literally asked for the basic. I was just like, um, I want kids who <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna snap back, and um, <laughs> and I wanted a boy and a girl. I actually wanted three kids, but if I only had to, I definitely wanted the first one to be a boy, which I got, and the second one a girl, and that was it. Like I literally was like, I'll be set. <laughs> but um, knowing that. I, my daughter, she is such, she has such a gentle heart. Now she has her moods. <laughs> she has her <laughs> days where she will show me what she all about. And that's the thing is like, she has so much me in her. Sometimes I can't even discipline them. Like, I think that's the hardest part <laughs> when you see so much of yourself in them and you just like, ah, oh, and my my son is so playful. And y'all know I'm really like, I have a, look, I have a childlike spirit. This is what I say. Um, I'm very playful myself. Um, <clears throat> it doesn't mean that I'm not serious. I'm very serious, but <laughs> it's just one of those things. I don't let a lot of things get to me and bother me. And my son is so much like that. And sometimes I want to like take him <laughs> And let him know, like, some of the stuff you got to be serious about. You got to take this thing seriously. And I'm like, I can't, though. I can't. Because even I understand the lightheartedness of the situation. Because kids find find things in nothing. And with us, we try so hard to pull from things. And it seems like it's, it's futile, for, futile for us. But for them, it's really simple. And when I look at him, he reminds me to continue to be that way, even though, you know, I got grown up business to do. <laughs> but, <clears throat> and that's what my kids constantly remind me of, just being strong in faith because they're really at this innocence. I don't want to take away, what I don't want is to like, I guess, warn them of so many of the dangers of life to where they're in such an offense where they can't live life. You know what I'm saying? Like they're always on the fence or something. I want them to know that those possibilities are still there. They have so much in front of them. And just because I'm teaching them things that I did in, in mistakes that I've made doesn't mean that you know, that should hold them back from the things that they want to do. It's just, they got to evolve. <laughs> Maybe they still can push forward and do those things. But if I am there with them and perfectly, I <clears throat> live longer to be with them, then I want to help them. I want to cultivate a plan with them and help them move in different ways. And, and that's what it's about too. I feel like we're a team. Like, I love my children. Like, they, they really team up. And they be really game planning with me. Like, they ain't going to pay nan bills. But <laughs> but they'll sit there and they'll, they'll work it out with me because they know. Well, first off, they know I budget. They know I like to plan. So they already have that in them. They're, so they know not to come to me with solid. You know, they know not to do that. 
that's how I know I'm being effective in the way that I raise them too, because they come back with the same minded attitude that I have about execution. And so when they do that, then I know they serious. And I was like, okay, we can work with this. We can work with this. We can take this somewhere. And that's one thing that I love and enjoy because as when I was young, I don't feel like I got that. <clears throat> and that was one thing that I did want, although I'm still very much like my mom and dad, even though my dad refuses to acknowledge his side of me, um, <laughs> that is like him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because he only wants to take the good parts, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, even though I have those, um, I know that what my children see are the better parts, even in their grandparents. And they can be respectful to them as well, even though they have grown up around them because I pretty much I stayed with them, um, especially through my illness. I'm still with them currently. And that was one thing that was important to me, having that uh, different family structure where they had to live with their grandparents. Now, I didn't want them to lose respect for their grandparents or not see them as their grandparents. So I would always say, you know, just bring them to me. Let, Let them bring all of their whatever. Even if I, you know, I know that I wasn't 100% you know, going through my illness, but I still was like, I would rather take on the parenting. You guys just be there if I need backup. And that was the plan as far as me and my parents, because I didn't want them to start being resentful towards them. I was like, nah, they, they need, yeah, like, need to them. <laughs> thing you go like, through I'm, as your teenager, with your teenagers. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, just, just allow them to come to me. So that was one thing that I didn't want to. That was one that was a challenge to making sure that um, even though it was just me for a long period of time, um, them knowing that I'll fight. like, And I, I did. Let me just say that I did. Uh, even though they were really in the, in the beginning, I know they experienced just as so much trauma as I did. Um, going through our rough time, our rough patch. It was, I guess it was like, I guess it was six years, six, seven years of me really, really fighting for my life. And they were there. That was one thing that was hard, man. But I can see how it shaped them too and taking on responsibility because I never wanted them to have to take care of me. Like that's not something that I, I expected either. So that was hard for me to get over. But my son, he was always, always like checking up on me and making sure that I was good and (laughs) like bringing me stuff and like, hey, you all right in there? You getting quiet? Like my son was there. He was, and this is him at like, what? Six, six to eight years old. He just turned 13, y'all, so. (laughs) he was really young then but the fact that he would come and um you know make sure that I was taken care of like even though the roles had kind of shifted a little bit even that was still a seed that was planted in the nurturing yeah they really are strong 
in <clears throat> in nurturing and how that played a part in us building like a team. So <laughs> they are strong and wise, yeah. Serena especially. Like Serena, she's just when I tell you, she is just on top of it. Like <laughs> and my biggest thing for her is that she'll take on too much because I did that too. And so I am learning different methods just to let her know, like, don't feel like you got to do this by yourself because we, ha I guess we have that mindset where it's like, no one else can do it like you. <laughs> it says no one else can do it like you. No one else can help you. And I don't want her to think that at all. I want her to know, like, I think it's a take responsibility for your own actions, kind of take responsibility for the part you play in things. I think we just have that in general. All the siblings, all this, that's something our parents instilled, like, just kind of not shifting blame and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it can translate into some anxiety. And OCD, <laughs> it can, <laughs> right? And, um, right. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know where that comes from, though. For real, I think. Um, well, first, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm using them, because some people, I, I don't know. It when you are not a person who just takes initiative and do it. That's another thing. I feel like I don't want it either. Not saying that I'm above asking, but it already relates to me. Like, you really don't care for doing it. If you see me sitting over here and pushing and struggling, I don't know. I don't know where, it get, where I get it from, honestly, but it is something that I've had to like, Look, if I need help, I need, but I still struggle to this day, even after being through everything I've been through. And God pushing me, yeah, pushing me to be patient and learning how to just ask for help. I still don't have it. I don't, I mean, I must be one stubborn person, <laughs> which I get from my father. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you know that, but hold, uh, replay this clip. Yeah, replay this one, <laughs> Wesley Bishop. Wesley, this clip right so. here for Daddy. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, yes, this is a struggle. It really is. Colette saying it's a, it really is. I don't know. It's it's not that. <clears throat> it's not that I don't want the help either. It's just I have no idea what it is. It's when I get started and I'm on a roll, and I know I'm getting it done. And I know I, when I can get it done, <laughs> adding more people to it. I don't know. I, I the really equation do. makes it shaky. But that's the way she is. And she will block you. She will put a wall up. And she has so many rules, too. I'm like, where'd she come from? She's 11. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. I got to abide by her rules when I walk in the room. It's great. Like, and she keeps her room immaculate. Like to the T, no wrinkle in her sheets, and I'm just like, oh Lord, <laughs> this is I don't know how problematic this is gonna be. I enjoy it as a parent, 
but it's those little things where I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to let her know to be easy on some of this. Um, and I already know, I know because that's me, like that's me. So I know I'm rambling about my kids. So. Well, I think, um, I think I've learned a lot from that that particular experience you know like um seeing all the things all the the negative things that i need to work on inside of me kind of projected in my kids and so you have two i have five <laughs> and then i see i'm sitting here looking and you got one with all this anxiety, you got another with all this smart aleckiness. I got another one who nonchalant. <laughs> then I got another one. I was like, I just see all my little, all of me, like look, all these little pieces just first into five, yeah, just like <laughs> spread out, and and then <laughs> I got. I mean, I got one who just uh, ain't going to back down. And I had a moment in my life where I was like that. Like, you step to me, I'm stepping back. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like don't put up in you my face. Don't step. <laughs> you were during that time that you was doing that. <laughs> uh, it was pro I just, probably. And then, I mean... What the youngest will probably, I mean, he will kind of hide out. <laughs> I get, I have a hideout moment. I have a moment where I kind of like go into this. Dina is like that too. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to deal with things. I don't want to, you know. But, but then I, it, it, where it'll be a lot going on with me. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, Shut and like now, Right, but now he's seventeen, and everybody else is an adult. But um, I mean, when I'm when I'm thinking about it, because what you were saying made me reflect on that kind of like in those in that age range of eight, nine, ten, eleven. That that space right there was when everything. I every every concept, every rule I've created in my in my own mind, everything was being challenged. Everything was being challenged. Um, it was things that I had constructed around myself and my life to protect me from, I guess, outside hurts. Yeah, or things that I was going through. And it was it was reflecting back, and and it teaches you something about your 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 sowing and your reaping. It's kind of a, a personification of that parable of the sower. Your children are. And, and you become aware of the things, of the seeds that you're planting. 
And that that, that must have been part of <laughs> that post that got that disappeared that I was putting on the group. But it was a party. Oh, had so many posts that she was trying to put up, y'all. And I appreciate I'm just, it. I'm tired of Facebook, right? But it didn't help me at all. <laughs> right. And I didn't save it, so I don't know what it was. But um it was about seeds being planted and um that the seeds that we plant in our children, we plant the seeds that we want to see grow, right? But we also end up planting seeds that we don't want to see grow. And they grow in anyway. <laughs> and you see them reflected back at you. You say, yeah, they are they are living, walking, breathing. And you see those seeds that have grown up yes. that you you didn't expect or you didn't intend to to for them to pick up on and they did. So just like you were saying, Grace, with the things, you know, they gonna do more what they see than what you say. So let's m- let those things match up. But I know I had to do I the work I had to do on myself. I, I knew what it was just because of the things that they were struggling with um, around that age range. Um, just and then and then just so many absolute and uh, black and white kind of thinking that I was having. And there was no gray area. There was nothing in between. Oh, and then just to expectations may have been just completely unrealistic (laughs) but that's how I wanted it and you know and I think that's up hey that's something daddy got that (laughs) that stuff pop up and and we right (laughs) no them absolutes are serious Uh, them absolutes them absolutes can drive your children crazy, right? And and it really is driving you crazy, right? It's, it really was driving me. It was it was driving me, and so like I still have a lot of anxiety about some things, but I let go a lot during that time. <laughs> I let go having to have everything so perfect. I let go, and I probably let it go too much, but. I, I really do fo- try to focus on chilling. <laughs> I I tried to focus on chilling, but I mean, like, because I remember my daughter saying, like, she come off of school, I don't move the dresser, put it back. Then I I was constantly rearranging, ranging, rearranging. Listen, like, when like, I tell you, stop that's, doing that's what mom would be like when Bina started cleaning up her room. Like, what is what is going on up there? <laughs> she constantly pushing furniture around, and every time right. I go in there, it looked different. She's fluctuating like every two weeks. I am like, that's right. just how I, like, I do the same thing. Like, you'll see, I was over the top rearranging. I don't know, it's crazy. And uh, we were we had family therapy around that time too. And that's what the therapist was like. It was like, you have to, you have to chill because <laughs> I was like, because I, I'm still uptight. No matter what it is, I was still uptight. But I mean, I still have these things 
in my mind that I got to have a certain way. But I think, um, you know, just dealing with maybe some dealing with depression and in periods of time and dealing with, you know, just, just different um, trials is how, how I was managing it. I think it, it just, that kind of reflected in how they were dealing with some of their issues too. And so I really, um, I really started reflecting on those things and trying to <sighs> approach it in a more healthy way where I wasn't being extreme or overly anxious or, uh, but it's still, it's still a struggle for some of it, you know. But, I remember that part too. I was, I had a flashback, <laughs> like being really intentional about what moods I was in when I was pregnant so that they wouldn't feel it. <laughs> like I was big on, on making sure that my spirit was very calm. Although I knew like I was, I was hustling. I was hustling and I shouldn't have been like, I was, I just was. Um, <clears throat> and then having a second one and then making sure that I still spent time with him. Got on, I mean, making sure that I got home just in time to get on the floor and play with him and make sure that he knew. Like we got a mom, all right. <laughs> but I was, it was, yeah, I was working full time, going to school full time. Um, That's real. And I don't know how I do that. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm saying the single mama life is is for real. I mean, people don't really fully understand it especially when you have um, somebody in the household, but like that, um, they call it. <laughs> the, oh, oh, she mean OCD. OCD. Oh, it's therapy. <laughs> it is therapy. It, it makes is. you feel better. Yeah. I get chill after I do what I plan to do and it's done that way. Like it, it turned out, a one, like yes, and I can. I feel like I can sleep. <laughs> yeah, but it's terrible. <laughs> but, terrible at the same time. Yes, I was reflecting on single mamahood, but that trying to balance the nurturing part that you have as a mother, and then having that strong um, resolve and firm, you know, be a firm disciplinarian, and then you have to financially support the entire family, that, th <laughs> those switches are hard to turn off and on, right? And you have to, you, are you on Yes. It's not and it's easy. not easily done. Even when somebody come back in the picture, it's not easy. I had to break that down when their father came back, and it was like, I don't he because he asked me 
if there if he if I had anything against him and I was like nothing more than what has been <laughs> like like no it, it's me it's what I had to do and and I know he wasn't accustomed to it because went around so it's like you gotta you gotta wait until I see a pattern that I can work with and then it's not saying that I wasn't ever gonna be inclusive it was just to what to what extent could I do that now I don't know how can, you trust, how can you trust let everything go trust it in someone's hand who you don't have a pattern of behavior that's trustworthy you know, so you sitting there and you can't let it go because the children need no matter what they need it to be there. They need everything taken care of. And that's how, you know, that role you now that work ethic, we got it really from both our parents. My mom was like that. Oh, we had some husband. And daddy, yeah. Daddy was like that. Like, and it was a lot of kids. It's six of us. And so um, we didn't we didn't lack anything. And even though they had us young um, before careers were established or, you know, finances were stable, it still happened no matter what, you know, things got taken care of. And so. But um, it's just hard to kind of let. <laughs> we know. We know that. <laughs> right. It's hard to let go. Right. It is hard to let go of that when you are accustomed to just being that way. And I think we're accustomed to being strong women anyway, you know. And um, strong women who can handle challenges, who can pick up the slack if there is a slack, who can make decisions, who can carry a vision, who, you know, and so we just have that. And then when we try, to, like when we try to get in a relationship, if a man is lacking in any of that, it, they get kind of pushed to the side because, or. <laughs> They get upset a little bit and thinking we're not treating them like men. Hey, if you, maybe you just not the man for me. I don't know. You got to you got to come in with with your game plan, but you can't come in thinking about it because I will do fifteen circles, eighteen laps, and <laughs> I, ran, I ran marathons, y'all. So I install a company and, and be gone. Y'all, y'all definitely gonna have to miss me with it. <laughs> like I, I really do. I at one point I did feel bad because when we, when I did, you know, walk into the marriage, I was like, oh, this is gonna take some time for me. It's like dumbing yourself down, you know, after yeah. you trying to stop being yeah. yourself. He's just like, man, like how, and I know that's not a good way to look at it. <laughs> and I really, I promise you, I tried. I was like, uh, I promise you, I really did try, but it wasn't, 
I don't think it was any more so like me running circles and pushing them to the side either. Um, or just me being so so strong of a woman. I actually really did like make it make him feel included to the very best ability in which I could <laughs> based on his choices. So it's like, right. you, gotta be, you gotta be there. Like you said, you gotta have a game plan too to match. You can't come in just being like, uh, or I will have to take the lead because I'm used to a father who leads. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to seeing that. So when I don't have it, then I feel like it gotta be there somewhere. <laughs> And it might it's gonna come from me, <laughs> right? Because that's what he put in me to do. So it, I, it was never to stomp on anybody's toes or to make anyone feel less than a man either. It wasn't even about that. I don't feel like um, I don't feel like that was done. But that is what it may feel like, and I realized that too from emotions that were expressed. And so. I think we're used to. Um... Because we definitely have a father who leads, but we also have a father who is not intimidated by the the leader in his wife and our mother. You know, like yeah. she's able to pursue her dreams. She's right. able to, you know, lead in ministry. She's able to do it. You know, all of that. And it's kind of like, we expect that from yeah. a relationship. And so, I mean, especially I, I, and like I said, I think we take for granted those type things um, that, and, and when I, at this age, when I talk to my parents and I talk about um, relationship things, they, they, talk to me in a different way than they did when I was a teenager, but they definitely um, are sharing, like, when they decided to be together, that they knew the families and how um, and how the roles played were played in each other's families, you know, and that and how important that was because even if you have clashes of personality you know moments of um immaturity and and stressors and the things that the challenges you have period when you're in marriage and when you're growing up in marriage um you still know the the framework the foundation, you still know what that person has um, to work with and that you can still build, you can still, you know, um, make this family dynamic work. You can still um, share something, uh, have a vision, build a vision together. You can still do certain things because of the where your your spouse has come from and so i think that is um that's something i've learned over time apparently <laughs> i've learned this over time because i didn't get that lesson 
<laughs> I didn't get that lesson until later. And so, you know, now I'm understanding that. So I'm I'm trying to have put that into account and, you know, but it's still like it's still something that I talk to my kids about. So now I'm talking to them about relationships and what's important in relationships. I've been talking to them along the way, you know, as they experience relationships with other people. But that is something I've I've definitely been able to um, share with as as a very important factor of consideration when you're trying to um, think about the long the long haul. And I know that we are who we are because of the things that our parents have put in us and taking the time to cultivate water and grow up in us. And so I know, and I expect those same things, you know, because we have done, we have done that for our kids and we've taken the best from our childhood and, and, you know, built upon it and built our our relationship with God on it and built our relationships in our family on that. So, you know, I don't expect anything but the best. And I am definitely looking forward to those outcomes and many grandchildren. I got one. <laughs> I only got one so far, which is good. Uh, good. I mean, I can wait. Uh, <laughs> clearly. Which is um, good. I'm not, I'm not the boys ready. ain't ready. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, you know, I definitely want to use where I'm a grandparent. Um, but yeah, first and foremost, right now is my children. I know that is my first ministry. At, at most days, it's my only one that I'm concerned with. If if there is any interruption, like within that then I'm not doing nothing else. Like mm-hmm. the world me. stops. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like I cannot slip on being a parent. If that happens, then I'm not doing it right. I'm not living right. I need to go ahead and put in the towel because that that ain't it's, no. I'm not gonna be successful in anything else. And and my kids ain't there. You know <laughs> they not. And not where they should be too. Like I'm, I'm taking them. I'm taking them with me. They are with me, um, and that is that's my role for life. Um, I play many roles. Some that have left, caught in the in the you know transitions of my purpose and calling, and making sure that I achieve what God has set out for me to do. But that's the one that's that's. That's permanent. 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 (laughs) I'm not going to not be a parent. Even in death, I'm going to be day mama. So, (laughs) you know. You're going to remember everything I said to you when I'm gone. Right. And I'm going to be white. Yeah, they're going to remember. They're going to remember. They're going to remember. 
And that's just one thing, like that's that's one thing that I wasn't I wasn't like hopped up on either about them having my last name just because I was a single parent either. It was like, nah, they gonna know me. So <laughs> they ain't they ain't gonna not know me. I don't feel any type of way about that. Cause I know there's this whole big thing about taking on last names if the father ain't present or whatever. I was like, no, they gonna know that they had one and that you know, he loved him, even if he had a hard time. But y'all gonna know me regardless. I ain't never leaving. <laughs> that was my vow, day one. It don't matter if you, you keep your daddy name. That's fine. Right, right. That's <laughs> fine, right. And we, and right, I didn't have to just keep my married name. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine, yeah. Even though some people call me that. I gotta correct that. <laughs> like, you don't get away from that when they in school. <laughs> People flip up. Yeah, like, they right? But <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know. Um, this wasn't really a Q and A session. We appreciate y'all tuning in with us, even with all <laughs> whatever was going on. You know, yeah, drama. We don't have a, a drama-free episode one day. Um, he at least one thing. I mean, he ain't got nothing else to do. So, you know, let him have his way too. God is being exalted. <laughs> let him learn as well. We'll let him learn <laughs> as we learn. He's learning. Yes. So we praise God for you all. Um, next week, we will have a special guest that's actually going to talk with us um about finances so y'all definitely want to tune in i know this is like tax season however it goes because it's kind of a weird year we've been coming out of and i know how taxes have been going with everybody <laughs> oh no exactly right. right. <laughs> since i work for into it um <laughs> i know how that's been going but we have a financial coach that'll be joining us. Her name is Lisa Jones. I'll be like, you know, announcing her throughout the week, but you guys definitely want to be a part of it, especially for those who are seeking, you know, <clears throat> balance in that area of your life. Uh, we really want you guys to tune in. So we pray that you guys were blessed by tonight and um, hope to see you guys soon next week. <laughs>